Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. When I ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us over to the book of Revelation and the 20th chapter, and I'd like to begin reading at verse number 11. And I saw the great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And then Hebrews 9, 27 says, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. And Jeremiah 28, 16, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee out from off the face of the earth, this year thou shalt die. And so in the light of that scripture, what if you die this year, this month, this week, and what if you die tonight? Then he said, after death comes the judgment. Before us is a courtroom scene. This is an assembly of the unsaved. All the unredeemed of history standing before God to give an account for their rejection, their unbelief. One of these days, every sinner is going to be standing in the true Supreme Court. It's truly the court of no appeal. That's my message, the court of no appeal. This court is different from other courts in history because in this court there's really no attorneys, no jury, no case to be debated. The judgment day will be the capital day on the calendar of time. Here we read in these passages of scripture that God predicted that there is going to be a final judgment day. God made other predictions of judgments throughout the word of God. And if you would study God's word, you'll find out that every prediction that God made came to pass exactly like God said. The flood came. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, just like the word of God says. 
And friend, we can mention others, but here the Bible says in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter and verse number 11, and I saw a great white throne. Listen, he said it's great. This word refers to the power of it. This is the highest court in the universe. When the judgment is rendered from this throne, there's no court to appeal to because there's not a higher court than the one that we read about here in the Word of God. Friend, this is the place of highest authority and final judgment. And notice what else he said in verse number 11, and I saw a great white throne. Not only is it great, but the Bible says it's white. Friend, this speaks of the purity of this court. All human courts are stained by sin, prejudice, fallibility. This court, on the other hand, is absolutely perfect. And the judgment that's rendered from this court is always fair and it's always righteous. Yes, friend, there will be no place for the sinner to hide on this day. You will not be able to evade it. There's coming a judgment and the sinner is going to be there. People today have a lot of excuses why they're not saved and why they don't go to church, but there'll be nobody on that day able to hide behind any excuse whatsoever. You will not be able to hide behind ignorance. You're not going to be able to hide behind a false profession. You can't hide behind your parents. You can't hide behind your companion. Friend, you might be able to think in your mind, well, it's because of this. And if that hadn't happened and if there wasn't so many hypocrites, you're not going to be able to even hide behind the hypocrite on that day. Then I want to talk to you about the judge that occupies the bench. He's infallible. Amen. He is not tainted by sin or prejudice, but he renders judgment in a perfect and a righteous and a fair way. That's one thing that I can say to every sinner. If you fail to get saved, friend, you're going to have a fair judgment. Yes, friend, though Revelation, the 20th chapter, does not identify who is sitting on the throne, many other scriptures do. I'll read one. In 2 Timothy 4, 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He's the one sitting on the throne. Amen. He's the one before whom every other judge shall stand. This is the judge of the universe before whom nothing is hidden. Friend, it needs to be remembered that this righteous judge, he sees all. He knows everything about you. Yes, friend, there's no sin in your life that's hidden from him. You can't even 
hide the thoughts that come to your mind from him. Nothing is concealed. All things are open before him with whom we have to do. There'll be no pretense on that great judgment day. Not one individual is getting by with sin. But you know what? There's a lot of folks that thinks they're getting away with things. Amen. But God knows all about you. He knows what you've been doing. He knows what you've been thinking. Amen. He knows everything there is to know about you. Friend, you haven't hidden the thing from God. And you can be sure one day those sins will come back to haunt you. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Oh, the scripture cries out in the book of Numbers. I believe it's chapter 32 and maybe verse number 23. Be sure your sins will find you out. Friend, you will not hide from this righteous judge. You'll wish that you could hide from him, but you're not going to be able to. Friend, he will know all there is to know about you before you even appear before his presence. He knows you intimately. Yes, the Bible tells me concerning this judge in the book of Romans, the 14th chapter and verse number 11, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every, listen, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. That don't leave anybody out. And then the people before the throne. I like to talk about three types of sinners. First of all, there's the renegade sinner. Those who live day by day as if there's no God, no Bible, no church, no heaven, like there's no hell. Friend, that's the renegade sinner. But there's another sinner, and he's the respectable sinner. Amen. He's the good man. And he says, I'm just as good as that Christian. I might not go to church, but I'm not a bad person. You see, that's the respectable sinner. Amen. And maybe he says, well, someday I'll get saved, but I'm not doing so bad. I'm not that bad of a person. What he fails to realize that all of sin and come short of the glory of God. He needs to be saved as much as the out and out sinner. Amen. He's headed for the judgment just like them other folks that's not saved. And so not only is there uh, the renegade sinner and the respectable sinner, there's also the religious sinner. No doubt there'll be more religious sinners there than any other kind. People that thought they were the saved. People that thought they was right with God. People that had a form of godliness uh, but denied the power thereof. They was religious. They may have joined the church. They might have got baptized in water. But the devil sent them a counterfeit. 
They're not genuinely saved. Uh, there's a lot of folks today that can't point back to a time in their life when they was made a new creature in Christ uh, where old things passed away and behold all things become new. Friend, don't ever forget, it's not enough to be religious because the Bible tells me in the book of Proverbs of uh, the 16th chapter, I believe it's verse number 25, that there's a way that seemeth right unto man but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's not talking about the renegade. That's talking about religious people. Amen, the renegade sinner is not on the seemeth right way. It don't seem right to be a drunkard. It don't seem right to live in adultery, to live in the gross sins of life. But there is a way that seemeth right unto man, and the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm talking about the professor but he's not a possessor of real salvation. Amen? That's the religious sinner. There'll be religious preachers there. There'll be religious pastors there. There'll be assistant pastors on that day. There'll be Sunday school teachers and, and deacons and, and church members and, and popes and priests and nuns and choir members will be there on that day. But the sad thing about it, their names are not found in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the sad thing. They had a religion. They went to church. It reminds me of the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, about verse number 21. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name done many wonderful works? But I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Amen. And so the proceedings of the judgment in every court trial, there's at least five things. First of all, there's the charges. And then there's the evidence. There's the defense the verdict, and then the sentencing. First of all, let's look at the charges. Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Somebody said, I've not been that bad, but you've still sinned and you've come short of the glory of God. Therefore, you stand before God guilty. Somebody said, I don't know of any sins whatsoever that I've ever committed. But listen to what the Bible says in St. John, the third chapter and verse number 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. You may have never smoked a cigarette. You may have never got drunk, but you're guilty for not believing in the name of the only begotten son of God. And my Bible says that you are without excuse for not believing in God simply because of the creation of this world and the things that God's made. You may have never heard a message, but if you're honest in heart, you're without excuse for not believing in God. And my friend, also, there's going to be the evidence, the proceedings of the judgment. You know what the Bible tells me in the book of Revelation and the 20th chapter? The books were open. Not the book was open, but he said the books, plural, was open. I believe one of these is the book of deeds. Your biography is being written. 
Recorded will be every lie you have ever told. Every evil thought you've allowed to dwell in your mind. Every sin. Every opportunity that you had to be saved. Every time you rejected the Spirit's call. Every excuse that you gave. Why you're not a Christian is written down in the book of deeds. Recorded will be every decision you've made. Choices that you've made. Recorded will be the sins of commission, the sins of omission, sins of the heart, sins of the mind. You can be sure that the evidence in this book is accurate and the record is complete. The books were open. You know what other book I believe will be open? The Bible. Jesus himself reminds us that we would be judged out of his word. I believe that St. John the 12th chapter and verse number 48 will back this up. He that rejecteth me receiveth not my words. Hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Amen. Listen, the book that sinners mock, the book that people fail to heed will be used to render judgment upon their lives in that day. Amen. The evidence, I believe there will be another book. It's the book of life. Because he said, whosoever not found written in the book. So that must be the Lamb's book of life. This book contains the name of all the redeemed, all that's been blood washed. When a sinner is saved, their name is written in the book. That's what the Bible is talking about in the book of Luke, the 10th chapter and verse number 20. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Saints, if you don't have nothing else to rejoice about, you ought to rejoice that your names have been inscribed in the Lamb's book of life. I'm glad that I know that my name is written safe, secure, in sight. Jesus wrote it there one day. Praise be unto God. And friend, you gotta keep your name in that book. Amen. Uh, somebody said, well, I thought once your name was in the book, it's always. No, friend. The Bible tells me in the book of Revelation, the third chapter, verse number five, he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. That means in order to keep your name in the book of life, you've got to be an overcomer. Amen. And as long as you'll overcome, you can keep your name in the Lamb's book of life. Exodus said, whosoever has sinned against me, him when I blot out of my book but if you'll live a life free from sin you can keep your name in the land book of life till Jesus comes back amen that's shouting grounds folks to know that your name has been inscribed in the Lamb's book of life how about you sinner friend you know your name's not in that book you need to do something about that the evidence, God, Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, 
angels, nature, memory, conscience will be there to witness against you on that day. What about the defense? Friend, you'll be your only defense. There'll be no slick attorneys, no room for doubt, no plea bargaining, no acceptable excuses. You'll not be able to say, oh, I didn't know. You won't be able to say, well, I never had an opportunity. There'll be no bribes, no kickbacks, no loopholes, and no legal maneuvering in this courtroom that I'm talking about. What about the proceedings of the judgment? There's going to be a verdict. When your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life, there's going to be a verdict. You know what the verdict is? Guilty. Amen. No person at this judgment of the loss will avoid the horrible verdict of guilty. 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 Guilty will sound in your ears throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. And then comes the sentencing. Revelation 2014. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever is not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That'll be the sentence. Matthew 25, 41. Then shall he say also to them on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Everyone will face Jesus as Lord and judge and they will receive a just sentence for their sins. I can't hardly even imagine the horror of hearing Christ, the judge, utter the words, guilty, depart from me. I never knew you into everlasting torment. You don't ever want to hear those words from the judge of the universe. Why? Because this is the court of no appeal. You know, a lot of folks go to court before they ever get there. They've already planned out. If I lose this, we're going to appeal it. But this is the court. No appeals. Nobody is going to appeal. Now the difference between the saved and the lost is the saved have settled their case out of court. Praise God. I done got my case settled. Out of court. Amen. Our advocate is Jesus. His righteousness is our righteousness. And he's fully paid the price for my sins. God has accepted the supreme payment at Calvary with the amen of the resurrection and the promise of eternal life to all who will repent and believe. I plead with you today to settle your case out of court. 
First Timothy 5, 24, this is how you do it. Some men's sins are open beforehand going to judgment. That's what I did. Settled out of court. But some men's, they follow after. The ones that follow after is the ones that fail to settle out of court. You can choose to stand on your own record and face God for the sins you've committed. You can do something about it today or you're going to have to wait to the final judgment and the verdict will be guilty if you do. Repentance and faith and the new birth wipes our record clean. Amen. It replaces that record of our sins with the record of Christ's righteousness. I just want to remind you that we still live in a day of grace and during this time in history, a sinner can come before God and cry out for forgiveness and the Lord will receive him and save him by his grace. Today is the day of grace, the day of forgiveness, the day of repentance. Today is a day of faith, the day of salvation, the day of mercy. There will be none of those things dispensed on judgment day. Only judgment, swift and sure, will issue from this great white throne and from the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be no appeals, but all judgments rendered from this bench will be final and be binding. The sinner will be forever consigned to the lake of fire to suffer the torment of eternity forever and ever. This year, you may die. This month, you may die. This week, you may die. This night, you may die. And after death comes the judgment. After death, you're gonna face the judge of all the earth. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.